And here on the Wednesday show, you're going to get some winning highlights in our second block from baseball. Another midweek double-digit scoring win. Almost had double digits in pitchers thrown by the Bulls, but in a good way, which is kind of an oxymoron. But yeah, you'll hear why. And some of the highlights from those guys as well. So we got plenty of that stuff coming your way. Next up, conference play, Warren I-4 style this weekend. We'll also, in this segment, let you hear from defensive coordinator Bob Shoup. Had a good time listening in on the Zoom call, along with three newcomers on the defensive side. So get ready to meet some new Bulls. We'll also tell you how golf wound up at its two events over the weekend. Did you see the track and field video that was put out? I retweeted what Michael Kelly posted this morning. The green and gold track is complete. If you listen to Bull Speed Ahead with Michael Kelly, you knew this was coming. Man, is it glorious. Definitely want to get a chance to go out there and interview head coach Eric Jenkins and maybe talk to some of the student athletes about what they think of their new track. It is glorious. And just in time for next weekend, as the Bulls are hosting their own event, they'll actually be in Gainesville this weekend. We're not going to do a show tomorrow, going to... As we got a big weekend coming up, give me some time to do some odds and ends. Also, as I'll be traveling with UCF today, getting some stuff done around the house again. So no show tomorrow, but we've got plenty. Our traditional 2007 football and USF Bulls Unlimited. And also we'll be replaying plenty the last time that the baseball team met up with UCF in the conference championship. Might even toss in, you know, some NCAA tournament games on our second channel, Bulls Unlimited too. Follow us on Twitter at Bulls Unlimited. We'll explain why in our second block. I was very happy that someone followed me on Twitter last night because uh, he helped us get back on the air. What? Yeah, we'll explain. But baseball in our second segment. Let's go with football now and Bob Shoup. Before we get to the new guys, how are things going in general, of course? We had yesterday some of the comments that Joey Johnston posted in his article for GoUSFBulls.com about Coach Shoup wanting to be aggressive. Now, it's great to say that. That's what you want the finished product to be. But you got to start with implementing it in spring practice. They've also managed a couple scrimmages, which he alludes to. I'll tell you what, when, when we're communicating and we're clean, you know, we can be a real problem. I believe that. I mean, our, our, we have, I put on the film of last year, and if you didn't say anything to me, I wouldn't think the rankings or the statistics would show where we were. We have, you know, we, we have solidified and fortified certain position groups with transfers. I mean, that's, that's the nature of game, the game in 2022, but, but we have some talent and we have some guys who are really, really, really good football players. Let's make sure you know, everybody understands that. And these guys, when we're playing at a high level, we're functioning 11 men as one, we're communicating, we're getting aligned, we're running the ball, we're beating blocks, we're tackling, we're hunting, you know, we could be really good. Now at moments during the course of scrimmages and practices, we've gotten tired, we've gotten sloppy, We've lacked focus. We've lacked the details required to be that type of team. And when we do that, we look really, really bad. You know, so we got to minimize those things and continue to, you know, on a more consistent play basis, you know, play clean football and, and everything we do, you know, the aggressiveness is on, on me. I mean, it's, it's me calling the game, you know, but then those guys, you know, they have to execute the calls. And, and, and thus far, I think for having been 10 days in spring ball, I'm really an amazed and how hard these guys have worked through these two months to work hard, to learn the package, uh, to, to, to execute their roles, execute their assignments and to be great teammates. And we've come a long way in 10 practices and, you know, we don't need to be game ready yet, you know, but we're, we're, we're hopefully improving every single day. And, and, and I'm really, really impressed with the hard work of the, the players, especially, you know, the, that core group of, um, you know, kind of COVID seniors, Rashad Yates, Rashad Yates up front, Antonio Greer and Dwayne Boyles at linebacker, Makayla Point and, 
and Smoke Davis in the secondary. You know, those guys have provided a significant amount of leadership for us and, and, and set the pace and shown the way. I know he's a defensive coordinator, but one day, if he wants to be, he's got an analyst job because, man, he really communicates things very, very well. Turn our attention to the three newcomers that were available for the media. Always great to get to hear what they have to think, and they were all asked about transitioning in. But before we hear from them, let's hear from Bob Shoup about Jatoyne Hansford, defensive end, transfer from Missouri, not a Tampa Bay kid, actually, a Georgia originally. And then two Tampa Bay kids, Amaris Brown, cornerback, Armwood, Kansas State, and DJ Gordon, Plant City, Minnesota linebacker. Jatorian is, he's like signing a veteran, you know, free agent, you know, defensive end if we were the, the Tampa Bay Bucks, I mean, he brings a lot of experience, quality experience, obviously playing in the SEC. And on top of that, he's, more importantly, he's a really, you know, good person, high character. Uh, he, he's a pro. He approaches his, his craft, you know, very well. He's hard on himself. He's diligent. Um, he's everything we'd hope for. Um, you know, absolutely, he is a tremendous asset to helping us become a better group up front and a better defense. Um, and he's, I think, provided a great deal of leadership, not necessarily vocally, but but by example. Um, you know, Maris Brown may, may well, through two scrimmages and 10 practices, have been one of our, uh, you know, most consistent performers in the secondary. You know, we, we can play him a little bit at corner, a little bit at nickel. I've tried to move around. He's a good blitzer. He's a good cover person. He's a good tackler. You know, he has tremendous positional versatility, plays with great passion, great energy, plays with good techniques and fundamentals. And I'd say similar, you know, he obviously comes to us from Kansas State and is, uh, is a local guy. Uh, you know, so, uh, again, he's played in big games before. He brings a little bit of – he brings a maturity to us. Uh, he brings – a a leadership just because of, of the passion that he brings each and every day to practice. And uh, I just, I, I think he's really, you know, really, really very good and has improved us in the secondary and specifically at the corner position. And DJ, you know, uh, DJ is a monster. Uh, you know, when you guys, if you guys haven't met him yet, when you look at him, I mean, he looks like a pro football player. And uh, again, he, he brings quality experience from the big 10, having played on a top 10 defense at Minnesota last year, he's well coached, you know, from their squad. Uh, Ernie's done a great job bringing him along, and he boils and uh, and Greer really give us a formidable group at, at linebacker. Uh, you know, and he, he's provided you know very very quickly you know significant depth there. He was he was our he was probably our most productive player in the most recent scrimmage. Um, he's still learning the package a little bit. His strengths are you know see ball, get ball, run and hit, and and things like that. The, the football strategy part of things, the things that go along with being a Mike linebacker as far as, you know, setting the front, setting blitzes, things like that. He's, he's still getting acclimated to, but once he does, you know, look out, like I said, between he Greer and, and Boyles and, 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 and really several of the other guys also at that position, but between those three, I mean, I got to believe that's upper level American conference type linebacker play. I got to be careful about my enthusiasm about DJ Gordon. I'm a Plant City high school guy. In fact, you want to talk about an on-campus stadium. I go way back. My senior year was the first year of the on-campus stadium. Did you know that we used to play at the fairgrounds where the Strawberry Festival is? That is a way back. Yes, I played my famous style of creative midfielder in soccer senior year in high school and the first year of Raiders Stadium, which also houses the football team. So in fairness to DJ, who is a monster and is going to be great, we'll go with him last. We'll start off with Mr. Jatorian Hansford. Again, from Forsyth, Georgia, played for Missouri the last few years. 6'4", 255, eight tackles in about 200 snaps on defense last season. 
And also, by the way, where's the typical defensive end number of 28? I just I just felt like, you know, they was interested in me. You know, they was pushing, trying to get me down here. No other team wasn't really doing that. And I felt like they seen something in me that I that I already knew I had, but, you know, they were trying to push it out. It's beautiful weather. You know, I just come from Missouri. It's cold up there. It's hot every day down here. And, like, this is my habitat. This is where I belong. Uh, Jatorian, could you tell us a little bit about the way you play, where you line up, what you think you do well? I'm aggressive off the line. I, I was, well, I would say I'm like a pass rusher, but, like, I'm willing to do anything to just to help the team. If I got to play inside, play forte, I'm going to do that. But I really, I really, I'm, I'm a DN. If I had to remind myself what type of player I am, I, I want to say, like, Khalil Mack. Okay, I feel like- that's a good one. The other voice you heard in there was Joey Johnson. Get ready to hear some more of his voice. Along with Jim Lauk in our pregame show next week, they're going to be able to sit down with Jeff Scott and both coordinators and have a full hour of pregame with plenty of interviews. Now on to Amaris Brown, originally out of Armwood, 5'10", 184-pound defensive back. You'll, as you'll hear, plays more corner these days. And I love, you know, sometimes you get the cliche answer about why you enter the transfer portal. Very, very honest about what his issues might have been at K-State and how he's looking forward to being a bull. My main goal uh, was being closer, you know, to my mom and my family. Uh, growing up, you know, it was always kind of just me and her on our own. So I felt like uh, when I was in school at Kansas, I felt like maybe I was, you know, not close enough to her. Even though she was working, I just felt like I wasn't close enough to my loved ones and those who I care about the most. So that's why I chose to come back. Amaris, could you speak about just the mindset you had, you know, being recruited and going to Kansas State? And then kind of seeing what, you know, imagining what it was and seeing what it really was. And then what you feel like coming back to your home. Makai is here. What I expected it to be like was, you know, kind of, I mean, I don't want to say like high school, but similar in some ways, you know, just getting there, learning to play. I'm going to play. I'm going to be the man, do this. But when I actually got there, you know, it was a lot more than just being an athlete, you know, on the field. It was a lot of stuff off the field, you know, that had to be done in order for me to be on the field. So I'll say uh, one thing I realized from the change from, you know, going to Kansas first and coming here was maturity. So um, I was very, I would say, I wouldn't say very, but I would say I wasn't as mature as I am now my freshman year. So, you know, which caused me to uh, make some bad decisions and stuff like that. But um, as far as, you know, looking at the transition and stuff like that, I feel like I would say it was pretty smooth. Uh, It was a lot, you know, I had to get used to and stuff like that. I mean, I feel comfortable playing at either safety, nickel, or corner. But um, I definitely like, you know, what how everything is going now, being that I'm at corner. Before I left K-State, I had kind of moved to corner before I entered the portal because of an injury we had at corner. So I felt like I kind of just started where I left off, if that made sense. But I, I love everything that, you know, Coach Shoot, uh, Coach Shoot doing and stuff like that. And when we put in our, you know, our little third down packages or whatever, I went to nickel. So, uh you know, me and him was talking. He was telling me, you know, he was going to try me there because, you know, I informed him that I'm able to play and I was willing to. So. And then last guy, as you heard, is playing Mike Linebacker, DJ Gordon. Then I decided to come back home because my trust was in Coach Ernie Sims and Coach um, Scott, and and they haven't lied to me yet. Everything's been what they say it's going to be. Are you enjoying playing Mike? It's obviously a lot different 
you're kind of the quarterback of the defense. And is that kind of a cool role versus maybe being an edge guy or doing some other things to, to get to control the whole defense? Um, yes, I, I like it. I've been playing Mike since I got to college. So that's the position I've been playing. I like controlling defense, leading my team in the right way. and doing what we need to do to accomplish the goals they want to accomplish. Um, the building the chemistry is going great. Um, we us just bonding together, playing on the field together, communicating with each other, being able to tell each other what's going on, what we see, and just the chemistry is adding up now. Now, now that we're more around each other, more in tune, more practicing more, the chemistry is building more and more. And the coach is just adding on to it. Our next chat will be with Jeff Scott on Thursday. We're actually going to get to witness practice in person. And again, next Saturday, it's the spring game, 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock airtime on USF Bulls Unlimited. The game will not be video streamed, so if you want to see it, you have to go. And if you want to hear a broadcast of it, you have to go to USF Bulls Unlimited. Looking forward to that. Last night we were on the air and brought you a bunch of runs and a bunch of pitchers, 13-2 over Bethune-Cookman. We'll recap it for you. Remember, at the end of the hour, we've got a five-minute around the American. Yeah, we're getting into conference season next for the Bulls. And it was a pretty busy night in baseball all the way around. We'll recap both golf performances as well. Stay tuned.